Hi, and welcome to Super Andy Aging Podcast with myself, Steve Alpern. And as the title of this podcast, Super Anti Aging, I want to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty again. One of the big issues is the difference between your chronological age and your biological age. So to ask you, to ask yourself, whatever age you are, how old is your microbiome? Do you have a young microbiome, thriving microbiome, like a, a garden with lots of diversity and lots of healthy probiotics that are sending signals to the rest of your body? How about your liver? Lots of things you shouldn't be taking in. We have to go into that list. Lots of uh, processed foods and alcohol and uh, maybe even a history of recreational, heavy recreational drug use or environmental pollution. How old are your muscles? Do you work out every day? Okay. What, what's the health of your muscle mitochondria? How old is your endocrine system? Your hormones, your testosterone, your growth hormone, your luteinizing hormone, your follicle-stimulating hormone that helps balance the system. We go on, how old is that system? And we can go on through the list of your skin and your ears and your eyes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So what's the point I'm trying to reach? The point is that aging really, biological aging, starts in the cells. And what's exciting is a new technology over the last decade where... We can look at things we weren't capable of before. Really getting into the cell and doing an entire genome analysis, genetic analysis, and understanding or getting an understanding of turning on and turning off these genes. Well, that's a big part of this whole aging um, measurement movement right now is to measure uh, the marks, we call them methylation, on your cells. And through algorithms, come up with a biological age. Now, the nice thing about this biological age, it's modifiable. It's interesting. I see so many people, and I'm obviously a baby boomer, and they're concerned about the cosmetic effects, you know, skin creams and Botox and fillers and maybe some surgery. And I'm in favor of that. But again, how old are you on the inside? How do you function? Wouldn't it be great to wake up in the morning? Maybe you already have that. And look in the mirror and say, wow, getting younger. Bounce out of bed, okay, with a zillion activities that you can't wait to do. Feeling really happy with all those endorphins. That's possible, but it takes work. It takes a couple of things. It takes education, work, and discipline. And it takes often some professional guidance from practitioners who do this 
all the time. I happen to be one of them <laughs> because it's personal. You know, one day, it's coming up my birthday, uh, and I look, you know, you look at Facebook, you look at those things, you go, wow, no, 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 that age is wrong. No, no, I, I'm not, I'm not that age. Well, what is that? Well, that's great because I program my brain that I'm not that age. And you can too. And that's the exciting part. So as I just said, it's discipline, which comes from habit change. Okay. Information, lots of information, but try to sort through the information, right? So we have that and some professional guidance to sort through because it is complicated. You know, trying to sort through, you know, the hype, from, you know, uh, studies that really uh, present some good possibilities. You know, they're trying to sell something to you, and it really doesn't isn't backed up by anything except maybe, you know, as they say, oh, three blind mice. No, 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 no. Or some, you know, or some cockroaches, or, you know, uh, the, uh, the elegance uh, bacteria, you know. Was there a clinical trial? Well, that's the problem. Yes, the gold standard is a double-blind, placebo-controlled study. How are you going to do that? It's very expensive. When I say how are you going to do it, it's very, very, very expensive to do. And it needs to be repeated and repeated and repeated. And that's good. But think about this a second. It's kind of fascinating about, you know, Ayurvedic medicine or Chinese medicine. And what we're finding is more and more that there's a lot to these medical systems. And when we try and duplicate these, they come up. Well, you know, things like ashwagandha, which is an amazing uh, longevity herb. Okay, works on many anti-aging systems. Bacopa, another one, works on the brain, nervous system. You know, so we had uh, turmeric. Well, that's the hottest one. Turmeric comes from, you know, Ayurvedic medicine and also the diet. Well, how did these come about? Well, because <laughs> it was. Observational, functional medicine, if you want to call it that, right? The practitioners looked, and they saw what worked, and they saw what didn't work. And then they did it again, and they saw what worked and what didn't work. Unfortunately, (laughs) this is my opinion, I think that's what happened during COVID. But in the short term, it was presented as absolutely scientific and a lot of it wasn't. Okay, let me get back on topic. So back on topic. What are we absolutely positively sure of from integrated medicine or even mainstream medicine or whatever you want to name it is that the microbiome is an 
organ in itself that affects every single system in the body. Now, I just went to the other day to CVS and uh, somebody, and I looked at the digestive shelf, <clears throat> and there were 30 different probiotics. Well, that's a small number. Which one do I take? Well, the truth is, we're not still not sure. Yes, there are companies that can do your microbiome and analyze it. And then what? Well, you can try something and see if it works. Well, you have millions and millions and millions of different probiotics, and they're part of a community, like a city in itself. Well, if you change one neighborhood, are you going to change the city? So it's still in its infancy. But what can you do that we pretty much know? Well, processed foods have shown up in many observational studies as being a major risk factor. Uh, if you look at what we're consuming now, you know, lots and lots of sugar and lots and lots of oils that we never have had experience with. Many of them super processed oils, even in health products, you see soy oil and um, cottonseed oil and uh, all these different kinds of oils that are supposedly uh, good for you, but we don't know. These are highly processed oils. Yeah, we know butter, and butter's been around a long time, and ghee is wonderful, um, part of the Indian culture, and uh, olive oil, of course. Lots of uh, biological experience with these oils. These other oils, we call them lipids, are, you know, uh, we just don't know. So, how do you how do you support your microbiome? Obviously, with whole foods, the more fibers you take in, the healthy fibers. Remember, if you haven't, if you've had GI issues, you might have to go a little easy on the fibers. There's so many fiber, fiber products now. And again, whole foods that you have to chew are going to have fiber and lots of labels. List of fiber content. So certainly, lots and lots of different um, probiotics and prebiotics. An interesting finding that I, I was really surprised about, and this might help people who are struggling with long COVID, there was a really nice study. Well, it was not a study. It was a review article looking at, and I, I put into the Google search, um, microbiome and COVID. And then I put another search uh, in there, and... Uh, microbiome and immune system and it was absolutely amazing to see how much the microbiome can affect the brain yes the brain you know there's a there's a substance produced by healthy probiotics called butyrate or butyric acid and that's a neurotransmitter and it's been studied in certain animal studies now, um, affecting uh, brain function, depression, and anxiety, and memory. Who knew? Who knew that, you know, it's, you know, if you feel lousy, 
might be down there. Okay, so choosing your foods is so carefully, uh, is so choosing your foods carefully is so so important. And believe it or not, even things like exercise, all things we know can affect your microbiome. And if you've tried all these things, as uh, I said at the beginning, okay, you might start working with a health professional, whether it's a health coach or an integrative doctor or someone who's really had a lot of experience uh, trying to balance that organ system. Another interesting finding that I was really surprised, okay, uh, it's estimated that we have somewhere between, I don't know why they get different counts, somewhere between 673, 623, maybe muscles in the body. And that's an organ system in itself. Can that affect the microbiome? Yeah. I mean, can exercise affect the microbiome? Sure. I mean, it's, you know, when I was uh, doing a lot of uh, competing in uh, martial arts, what you'd find is that uh, before the event, the bathrooms were filled <laughs> with athletes going through <laughs> some things and because the system was being affected by the stress and that was affecting the GI system. So can stress affect your GI system, affect your microbiome? Certainly it can. So trying to understand the connection, brain, microbiome, microbiome, brain. Very interesting. So I'm going to come to the end of this podcast, and and part of it is to, you know, give you ideas. You can certainly do searching. You can certainly um, work with a health practitioner. There are answers. The problem is, and I love mainstream medicine. I think it's wonderful for the surgeries and the life-saving things that go on. But it's not, in my opinion, and it's based on decades and decades, it's not really a health system. It's a disease system, which it does fine in many cases. So the key is, you know, finding practitioners who really are studying health, optimal health, getting you to that state of optimal health. You ask the wrong person, you get the wrong answer. You know, many times I watch these, you know, I, I do searches on the web or you watch one of those commercials or, you know, ask your doctor. Well, how can I ask my doctor about health when the doctor, most of them, most doctors, in generalization, are only familiar with disease? And even what goes on as... Uh, Healthcare is often, I put that in parentheses, is really screening and early diagnosis, which is, again is good. Get things early, you know. There are new cancer blood tests, and there are all sorts of new screening tests. That's fine. It has a place, but it has nothing to do with getting you to function optimally. So, come to the end of this podcast. Please feel free to. Share this, share this on your social media, uh, subscribe. Uh, I'm not sure, I might have to 
uh, Tinker just says, you feel free to put comments in and uh, contact me. I, I've said before, you can drop me an email at uh, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Stephen Nutrition at Gmail, and uh, I'll respond to you. So again, thank you so much for listening.